chapter 30 of our Confession of Faith on the subject of the Lord's Supper. And we're considering together the first paragraph, the institution of the Lord's Supper. And we have seen the inauguration of the institution. Jesus was the author of it. And sacrifice could be applied to the remission of the sins of that person who was dead. Or you could do it for someone who was living too. Priests made a lot of money that way. Um, well, let's look at some passages. First of all, John chapter 19. Let's see what Jesus said about his own sacrifice. You already know this passage really well, but I want you to look at it anyway. John chapter 19 in verse 30. What does John 19 and verse 30 say, folks? It is finished. Okay? When Jesus actually did offer Himself up to His Father as a sacrifice to make remission of sins, He said at the end of that act, it was finished. Which means that. There's no need for any further sacrifice in the future of any kind because the sacrifice is done. It's finished. It's over. Um, it's, it's done, and it's done forever. Now, um, the rest of the Bible makes that extremely clear. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 9, and then we'll look at Hebrews chapter 10. And these passages are absolutely um, devastatingly destructive to the whole Roman Catholic conception of the Mass as being an additional real sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Um, next time, I'll bring uh, my Roman Catholic Bible, which has the Roman Catholic Dictionary in the back with the imprimatur of the Cardinal. And uh, so it's official Catholic doctrine. I'll just read to you what they say about their Mass. So you know I'm not making this stuff up, and the people in the Confession didn't make this stuff up. They're not like slandering the Catholic Church and saying stuff about the Catholic Church that the Catholic Church doesn't say about itself. Notice uh, Hebrews chapter 9 and uh, verse 25 to 28. Well, we'll talk about verse 24. We'll pick up the reading of verse 24. For Christ has not entered into the holy place made with hands, that is the Old Testament tabernacle, which are figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. That's where he's at now. Okay. Now notice, here's our text. Nor yet that he should offer himself often, or repeatedly, as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others. The high priest used to have to make these repeated atonements on the day of atonement and go into the Holy of Holies and sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. He had to do it every year repeatedly over and over again. And what he's saying here is that Jesus does not offer himself often. Verse 26, if he did, verse 26, for then he must often have suffered since the foundation of the world. That is, every year the world has existed. He would have had to have gone to the cross again. 
But now, once in the end of the world has he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered. How many times did you get to die? Once. Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. So twice he says, he, well three times in this text, he says he was once offered, once offered, and once offered. Okay. So the idea of some sort of a repetitive, ongoing, um, repeated offering of Christ is just utterly anathema. Uh, to the scriptures and to Christ's own declaration. His work was finished. And Hebrews says, yeah, right. His work was finished. It was done once. Never needs to be done again. It was perfect then. Now notice chapter 10. Chapter 10, uh, verses uh, 10 through 14. Um, he says in verse 9, I come to do thy will. Jesus came to do the will of the Father, right? By the which will, that is, by the will of the Father, verse 10, Hebrews 10.10, 10, we are sanctified, or set apart from sin, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Now the for all is in italics. Um, but he's saying that Jesus Christ's body was offered once. Now notice the contrast, verse 11. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, over and over again, which can never take away sin. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifices for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool, for by one offering has he perfected forever those that are sanctified. Now look, you know, if words mean anything, you can't get more clear than that. And so the idea that you would then repeatedly re-offer Christ as a literal sacrifice is blasphemy. It is a repudiation of the once for all sacrifice of Christ on the cross. It is a going back to the old covenant practice where they had to keep reoffering the same sacrifice over and over again because of the inadequacy of the sacrifice. Okay? And what the Catholic Church is saying is that Christ's original sacrifice was inadequate. We've got to keep doing it over and over and again. It's no better than an animal sacrifice. Do you see the blasphemy of that? That's why I will not go and sit in a Roman Catholic Mass. Because it is a, a blasphemy of Christ. And it is a um, horrible offense to him. And so consequently, it's not nothing to go visit the Catholic Church. You know, they come and visit our church. Let's go visit their church. Going to go visit the Temple of Baal? You wouldn't do that, would you? Well, it's the same thing. I get really worked up about this, not only because of what it is, but because I was entrapped in it and raised in it for so many years. And I hate it with a passion. And my family's trapped in it. My brother's a perpetrator of it. He's a priest. He does this stuff every Sunday. 
So we have the Protestant brother in the Reformed Baptist Church preaching the gospel, and we have the Catholic brother in the Catholic Church preaching the inadequacy of the sacrifice of Christ. And it's just God's divine sovereign election that I'm here and not there, and he's there and I'm not here. And not here. Okay, so the point is, is what our confession is saying is that in this ordinance, Christ is not offered up to his Father, nor any real sacrifice made at all for the remission of sins of the living and the dead. Um, it's important to understand that's what they're saying by what they do. And we have to repudiate it in the strongest possible terms. And that's why true Protestantism will never go back to Rome. Never. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for uh, the wonderful significance of the Lord's Supper. And Lord, as we celebrate it, may we be further engaged in our commitment to love and to good works, to uh, observing all things that Jesus has commanded us. And also, Father, to our, our communion with Christ and with each other. Father, may those bonds of commitment and communication be deepened as we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.